worked very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. I'm visiting the third applicant in Beats Club Focus on this week's show, as well as speaking with Munster Rugby's attack coach. But first, on the eve of Ireland's opening game in the 2022 Victory Shield, I caught up with the Young Boys in Green's head coach to discuss preparations. As always, I'm Sean Connolly, and you're very welcome to Sports Beat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. It's fantastic. It's a great opportunity for the, the people of Waterford and, and indeed the for the field and throughout the country to come to Waterford and support the, the, the young boys in green. Um, it's not often that we play games in, in, in Ireland. A lot of our games seem to be away um, for some reason. But to have the Victory Shield here in Waterford is a, it's a fantastic opportunity, as I said, for people to come and watch, see the talent that's on, on display. It's great for the boys as well to be playing at home. It rotates every four years between the four countries. So last time we, had, we played here was in Kerry. Um, great support, as I'm sure we will have... Um, in the coming week for, for, the, for the games here in Waterford. That was the voice of Paula Zam, the head coach of the Ireland under-16 men's team. Waterford play host to the 2022 Victory Shield, with Ireland taking on Wales in the RSC tomorrow. Speaking in preparation for the tournament, I asked Paul about squad preparation and potential breakthrough for any players on the cusp of international level. Our process begins in July, where we have assessment games, and then we, we pick a squad from that. We have a couple of training camps. Um, this will be our first international of the season. Um, which is not ideal, we've got to start somewhere. So ideally, you might like to have a friendly international before the Victory Shield because the Victory Shield is competitive, although it's a, it's a developmental year. It is competitive when you're playing against Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. Um, the games are, they're real games, they're not, you know, they're not friendly games. Um, so, the, yeah, the squad's come along nicely, I think. This will be, this, it'll be our first test because we haven't played an international match. We played uh, against Manchester United. Academy, academy side and we were very good the, the, boy, the boys played really well we were very happy with them um, but it's not the same test as they're going to come up against playing against uh, international players so I think they'll be okay they seem to be a very good group um, we, we've got you know we've got probably two good players in every position this year which is not always the case because you know we're obviously selected from players that were, that were born in 0-7 and you know, it's at the mercy of how good players are born that year. But we've got really good players this year, I think, and we're really looking forward to it. You know, we brought in some lads who may be on the fringe, you know, but on the fringe, they're all on the radar. There's, there's, there's a large pool of players at this at this age that we try and look at. We, you know, we, we, we cap 36-plus players every year because we need to see can they play at the level. But certainly in Manchester, um, yeah, some of the boys who um, came in that maybe were on just, just below what we would have thought the level done really really well you know I'm not going to name any individuals but some of them done really really well um, in both in training and in the game against Manchester United so that's the way it works at this age group you're as good as your last training session as good as your last game because they're still developing Some of the country's finest players have featured in the Victory Shield with household names like Nathan Collins Jason Malumbi Adam Ida and Troy Parrott all etching their place in history The South East has representation within the current squad with Wexford's Caelum Hartnett now, while Paul recognises the great names, he's focused on development over anything else. It's very difficult. Um, you know, you, you mentioned some players there, Jason, uh, Adamita, Nathan and Troy. Certainly at 20, in, in 2016, Jason wasn't probably 
one of our best players. He was, he was. We had a, but you've got to remember, we had a really, really good, talented group that year. So uh, Jason would have started that season. Maybe as not first choice uh, midfielder, but he developed rapidly, and you know he surpassed lots of players who who would have been deemed to be ahead of him at that time. So it's not, it's not. There's no crystal ball to say that they will go all the way there, even if they do well in the victory shield. But certainly, it, it can give them a real good platform. Um, and, and it's great for the young boys coming in now and we'll certainly allude to you know, players playing in our senior team now um, would have played in this victory shield to give them, you know, give them that boost, give them that, that drive to, to go on and try and emulate that, those people now who, be, who, who are heroes and it's not that long ago they played in the victory shield. Caelan's a great, great player um, he's a great lad as well you know, he's got a fantastic attitude he can play in a number of positions which is, which is a bonus um, at times, at times it can be Bit of an Achilles that year, you know. You're you're not really set in one position, but he, he plays full back for us, and he, he does exceptionally well. I know he plays when I've seen him play for for Wexford this year. He's played in midfield, done exceptionally well. He's a talented player. I think really good players can play can play anywhere, but I think you know going forward he he may need to nail down the position and become a specialist in that position. Um, but as as it stands at the minute, he's you know he's a great lad, fantastic player, great talent looks after himself, he's in really good physical condition, so he's one of those players that, you know, you look at and you go, I don't really have to worry about him, and I don't want to be putting any pressure on him, but that's the way I see him, the way the staff see him, you know, you, you know he's going to do okay for you. As a coach, it's, it, it, it's always nice to win, but, you know, we don't win, but the players play well and they develop, that's, that's as good as, as winning to me at this age group, you know, it, it is, the objective of the game is to win, and as a coach you want to win, but... My primary focus at this age is to develop the players and, and ensure that they're learning the trade um, at this level. So if you would ask me if I want to win, the answer is yes. If you ask me if I'm to be devastated, if we don't win, the answer is no. Brexit has changed how Irish players transition to the English game in 2022, which is now leading to a growth in the domestic game. And this is something that Paul holds as a huge benefit for the home clubs. I think this year's squad will have um, four players that are not in our National League, um, three UK Three English, one one Scot Scottish player who obviously qualified to play for us. Um, obviously with, with 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 the Brexit situation, the players can't go till they're eighteen now. They could never go till they were sixteen anyway. So most of them would have been still here. I I, I don't think in years gone by we've had much more than you know three or four players, um, from the UK. Um, actually non-Irish born players in our squad. Um, certainly the year with um, the Nathan Collins year the, the, that year we may. I'd have to check, but I don't think we had any um, foreign players, any players from outside of our league at that time. So it's not, I don't think it's uncommon to have a large number at this age group because they can't go to, to, to UK clubs at the moment. So you might find that, you know, on the 19, the same players might be playing, but they'd be with clubs outside of our country. But it is, I think it's great they're staying here. I personally think it's great the players are staying here. I think it's a real opportunity for our clubs to develop. And to keep the players at home, it puts more onus on the players now to on the clubs to develop the players, and um, because they've got to stay here, well, they don't have to stay here, but they just can't go to the UK, and they can go to other countries if they wish. But I think our league gets stronger and has got stronger with the players staying here. Tracking sport across the southeast. Sports beat extra. Munster face off against Ulster at Tolman Park, hoping to add to the two previous victories they've had in the famous Limerick Ground. It's been a slow start to the United Rugby Championship with four losses from six games in total, albeit that the four of those were away from home. Now, I did catch up with attack coach Mike Prendergast earlier today to get his thoughts on this game and the importance surrounding the entire competition. 
Mike, to begin with, recent news of John Ryan's return and the addition of Ali Morris, as well as new contracts with Tom O'Hearn, Calvin Nash and Finney Wisherley. All good signs for the province. Yeah, absolutely. Um, boys signing on is, is, is great news because it continuity, obviously. Um, and then we've obviously brought in the, the two boys as well just to, um, I suppose, reinforce what, what we have there. We've obviously a number of injuries at the moment. Um, and there are areas we needed to, I suppose, strengthen up and through, the, through a couple of injuries we have. So, um, yeah, it's all good news, positive news um, going forward. Despite defeat to Leinster last weekend, there was signs of chemistry. Are you starting to see signs of the work on the training ground taking effect? You know, we've, we've, we've spoken about it from the start. It's, it's going to take time. Um, and I definitely think in the last kind of two weeks, you've, you've seen, you know, I, th- I thought against the Bulls, there was... Um, definitely aspects of our game that we, we move forward. Obviously, against a Leinster team, they're they're going to pressurise you defensively, and and they did that. Look, they're they're probably if not the best team in in Europe, but there was aspects of of our game that we were we were pleased with, and you know Graham spoke about it afterwards how proud he was, and 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 which we were, and you know, but we look for more than 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 just that, you know, and and I do think, um, in terms of where we're going, considering. I suppose there is a lot of, and I'm not making it an excuse, but in, in terms of, I suppose, different personnel for the last number of weeks, it's hard to get that uh, continuity and, and, and I suppose that keeping the team nice and gelled together. But we, we definitely have seen aspects that, that are pleasing. A special mention to Jack Crowley. Just how impressed have you been with him in recent weeks? Jack has been great. He's been great for us. I, I recognise it the minute I came in the door and obviously he went on the emerging tour and had a very, very good tour. Um both as a player, but but obviously, uh, you know, there's stuff that you mightn't see that we would see in around here in terms of how he leads, um, speaks very well, got good leadership qualities, obviously can play in multiple positions. And the biggest thing for me, I suppose, just from an attack point of view, he's he's a player that he 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 connects incredibly well, you know, and you could see that again on the weekend. Um, and he's very comfortable with ball in hand. So um, he's been a player that's, that's you know, really stood up over the last last few weeks and, and players have followed with him and um, it's a good sign going forward. Following defeat to Connacht and Leinster, has there been significant talk about the importance of today's game? Absolutely. We spoke about it yesterday. We spoke about it again today. Um, we know um, we're at home, which is which is, which is is great. We saw that, I suppose, in the in the Bulls game, what, what the crowd, once we gave them something to connect with, what they brought, you know. So but going back to Thomas Park is something we're all looking forward to. And, um, you know, having that support behind us there means a lot. But, um, you know, last week we played the, the best team in, in the URC. We're playing the second best team um, on the weekend who started the season really, really well. So we know it's going to be a huge task and a, and a huge job ahead of us. But um, something we're, lo- we're, we're looking forward to, absolutely. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. Beats Club Focus is in full swing and it's an absolute pleasure to get out and about with the many brilliant clubs in the region. Our third applicant is Cool Lane Riding Club. They're a voluntary organisation from Carlo which offers a unique opportunity focusing on the rider's experience. They offer something for everybody from beginners to advanced riders and everything in between. I visited the guys in Carlo and witnessed firsthand the bond that they share. We hear now from Lisa Rothwell about the intricate details which makes them a very special club. Hi, my name is Lisa Rothwell and I'm PRO for Cool Lane Riding Club based in County Carlow. Cool is affiliated with the Association of Irish Riding Clubs, which is the national body for riding clubs in Ireland and is a voluntary organisation. The association is broken into eight regions and then further broken down into individual clubs. 
Our region is the Southeast region, which is 19 clubs in total and stretches from Waterford to Clonmel, Wexford to Wicklow and Carlow to Kilkenny in between. Riding Club is a very unique and special division of equestrian in Ireland in that it's based on the rider's experience and ability rather than the horses. So no matter what level of experience you have or whether you're a novice rider, there's something for everyone. We have members who are complete, complete beginners, but also members who are more advanced and use riding club for training and competitions and um, schooling young horses and also those competing at national events such as a Dublin horse show. We're very lucky that we have a couple of members who have competed in Dublin and we currently have a former side saddle champion um, of the Dublin horse show. So we're very proud of all of our members. I think most members of the public would have this view that anything to do with horses has a sense of elitism um, that only the rich and the famous ride. Well, that may be true in some circles, but riding club is much more down to earth. Each and every one of our members has a day job to fund our hobby, with the majority of our disposable income going back into our horses and in turn the local community. Equestrianism in general is a special sport as men and women aren't segregated into different competitions. We all compete against each other on a level playing field. However, riding club is a very female dominated sport and as such, we have a very strong focus on keeping women in riding club. We've had members riding other members, minding other members' children, tacking up their horses, bringing their horses to events, keeping other horses fit, anything to give them an outlet for their mental and physical well-being. The club was founded 11 years ago when a group of friends who were going for lessons decided to start the club. So as cliched as it may sound, the club really does have its foundations built on friendship. Cool currently has 24 members, ranging in age from the early 20s to the early 70s, and unlike many sports where you might have to hang up your boots at a certain stage, there's no upper age limit for becoming a member and competing. Our members come from all walks of life. We literally have the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, along with students, teachers, planners, IT technicians, farmers, solicitors, you name it, we have them all in the club. If I could describe our members, I'd call them fun, friendly, dedicated, and incredibly brave, among other things. For our members, sitting on a horse is a great privilege, both for their physical and mental well-being. For the length of time you're riding, your troubles disappear and you really need to focus on the job at hand. There's no room for error when you're faced at a solid fence in front of you. It's you and your horse working in partnership. When you're potentially purchasing a new horse, the vet will send it through a number of tests. And one of the deciding tests is whether the horse can trot straight without any lameness. And we laugh in our club because many of our members, if faced with that same test, wouldn't actually pass it. We're all broken one way or another. Between us, there's probably not a single bone that we haven't actually broken. We're very privileged that our equipment is also our best friend and part of our family. And we get to share some very special moments with not only our two-legged friends, but also our four-legged best friends. The best thing about our four-legged friends is that on the day, they don't care if there's a win or a prize or anything like that. Most of them are actually very like us. They just want to go out, meet their friends and jump around with jumps for fun. Ahead of this interview, I asked some of our newer members why they chose Cool to join and they said it was because Cool was seen as a fun, friendly and supportive club. There was no mention of being in the club which wins rosettes and prizes. And as a member um, who has been in the club for a number of years, that made me so proud to think that what we instill in our members is actually what the outside world sees too. The club itself doesn't have any fixed abode, so we tend to travel around the parish and support different equestrian centres for our training sessions and when we host competitions. For our members who don't want to compete for whatever reason, we also run fun hacks and barbecues during the summer to let our hair down. 
There are a few sports where your equipment weighs anywhere from 600 kilos to a ton plus in weight and also has a mind of its own. When you're asking your horse to compete, a number of complicated movements or jump a course of fences, sometimes of a solid nature and at speed, then both you, horse and rider, need to be prepared. And we do that through training throughout the year. In order to prepare our members for competition, we hold training days and nights throughout the year, similar to the one that goes on behind me. We have no fixed trainer as such. Um, we like to vary our training depending on the time of year and what competitions are going on at that particular time. Tonight, we're in one of our club members' yards and the guys are just having a schooling session. Uh, tonight, our members will first go through some dressage movements to help warm up the horses and help them um, keep them supple and then move on to some show jumping as the guys have a show jumping competition next Sunday. Our members compete locally, regionally throughout the southeast and also on a national level in dressage. Show jumping, uh, eventing, hunter trials, showing and for those who don't want to compete, we also have social gatherings both on horseback and on foot. We also host a number of events at regional level, such as legs of dressage and show jumping leagues and also showing competitions. We're lucky in our region that you have an event on most Sundays between February and roughly November, and you can be guaranteed that at every event you'll spot a burgundy jacket and a beanie hat of Cool Lane. We tend to get very good turnout at our shows because we're famous throughout the southeast for one of our members' baking abilities. You can't leave our competitions until you've had a slice, uh, perhaps three, of Ruth Dalton's cheesecakes. But we're also known for our friendly and helpful atmosphere at our events. We chose judges who are friendly, accommodating and who the competitors can learn from. Our objective is that everyone, even if they don't have a place in the competition, should go home feeling good about how they've ridden. We have many national titles under our belts in every discipline and we are also thrilled to win Southeast Club of the Year in 2020. The big national event that our members never miss every year is the National Riding Club Festival. This, in essence, is our electric picnic. It's a two-day event with over 70 competitions where roughly 1,500 members from across Ireland compete. But more importantly, the crack is just something else. Many of our members will head to the festival and stay for the whole weekend, sleeping in tents. And many of us have been known to sleep in a blow-up bed in the horse box for the whole weekend. We had one member one year who woke up with a resident sheep peering in through the door of the tent one morning and another who swiftly had to patch up their horse box or they were going to get severely wet when the thunderstorm hit in the middle of the night. And of course our horses get the five star accommodation in nice warm stables with lovely fluffy straw and shavings and all the food they can have because let's face it they're the real stars of the show. The one thing our club is is that we don't set out to win. There's no pressure on our members to do well. If the members go out and conquer whatever fears they may have and come out of the competition with a smile on their faces, then that means so much more to us than any ribbon or prize of the day. I have two very proud memories of being a cool member. The first one is a very simple one. It was about four years ago at a team show jumping competition against a large number of teams from throughout the region. And we had kind of thrown together a team at the very last minute as we figured we were going to be in the venue anyway. And we, as long as we weren't taking it very seriously, we'd give it a shot. I was on a team with three of the most amazing members who are still in the club, Kira, Ruth, and God bless them, Leonard. And I can remember being so sick with nerves. I'm not the bravest of riders, but I do love show jumping, even though it makes me so ill. And to top it all off, I was on a new horse and we hadn't tested out this particular venue prior to competition. So I was unsure as to how it would go. But because I was with such a great bunch of supportive people and eventually I let go of my fears, 
I went in, somehow went clear, and I can remember coming out and Leonard said to me that he watched most of my round through his fingers because he was so nervous for me. But prior to my round, he had never let me know this. The whole team never doubted me, even though I clearly doubted myself. And that's what we do best as a club. We support each other when we need it and we're thrilled for each other when it goes right. In the end, we won the competition that day and for a group that went out, not to win, but to just have a bit of fun and to come home with a red rosette was just the most amazing feeling that I'll take with me forever. I have a second very proud moment and that's this year at the regional qualifiers for the team championship, which is held in the RDS every year. So basically every year, a team from each club in the region goes to a qualifier and the qualifying team then goes on to compete in show jumping at the Dublin Horse Show. Again, we had a super team of Kira Leonard and one of our newest members, Patricia, who actually retrains rescued horses. This was a team who threw themselves together, but Patricia's little coloured horse was just something else to watch. She was amazing the way she took Patricia around the arena, especially for a horse that wasn't bred to, the, to do this particular job. Well, the team made it to the jump off and while nerves got the better of us in the end, I was so proud of the club and the team for getting there that I cried my eyes out. This was a team that had put their heart and soul and worked so hard to get where they were and des deserved to be there. Through one way or another, each horse and rider combination supports the local community, be that the local vet, the dentist, the farrier, the chiropractor, feed merchant, saddler, tax shop, the local farmer selling hay, haylage, straw. Many of the local enterprises in the locality are supported by our members. We also support local charities through fundraising at our events, in particular Ash Animal Rescue, which is local to us. If we won the thousand euro, we'd put it straight to work. We were lucky enough recently to be in a position to purchase a very fancy dressage arena for our members to practice in and also compete. It's very important mentally for both horse and rider to be able to practice in an environment which is similar to that in which they'll compete in. So it's important for us that our members feel confident and prepared when they go out to compete and using the arena helps with that. We also use the arena to host dressage competitions throughout the year and loan it out to other clubs so they can host events. Unfortunately, we currently have no secure way of transporting it, so our members currently aren't able to get the full use out of it. We'd love to be able to practice more, um, so we'd love to put the money towards a trailer for transporting the arena so that not only our club members, but also other clubs in the region can use it. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. That's it for this week's show. As always, if you want to get in touch, simply drop me a mail at sport at beat102103.com and we can have a chat. Beat Anthems is coming up next, but right before that, we got something very special for all you clubs in the region. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie. How do you fancy winning a grand for your club? If you do, all you have to do is listen. Club Focus is back, and as you've just heard, Cool Lane Riding Club are our third applicant. Each month I visit a club in the region and I give them a chance to take their place in the limelight and that's the feature on air, online and across all of our socials. At the end of the 12 months, one of the lucky clubs is going to bag €1,000 bursary. That winning club is going to be chosen through a public vote, so it's also a tremendous opportunity to attract some new members to your club. Club Focus is part of Beat's ongoing commitment to support the work that all of you brilliant local clubs do while also celebrating the positive impact that you have on all your communities. So if you want to get involved, simply head to beat102103.com forward slash club focus and apply. 
I'll see you soon. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy, the solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie.